We interrupt your special announcement to bring you this regularly scheduled programming. Well, excuse me, princess. Hey, it's Coolier if you don't know, and it is time for yet another episode of Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. Lovely day here in the city, and I am actually joined by a player two today's K-Trip. That's me. Remember me, Halifax? Yes. Uh, so yeah, we're going to have some fun here on today's episode, and of course we're going to start as we usually do with looking at what is new over at lowbiasgaming.net. And it is kind of a slim week. Um, only, yeah, six episodes of Dragon Warrior 7, Fragments of the Forgotten Past, that Jason brings us. And, well, that's about it. Um, I kind of need to get on the ball and put up my uh, Kirby Let's Plays that I've been doing for um, uh, Kirby's All-Star Legend. Um, hopefully that will be coming soon. We also have a new poll of the week because Jason is insane. Damn it, Jason. <laughs> um, what does the yarn barn mean to you? That's a very deep question. You get really metaphysical that. Also, I think... Yeah. Try it again. Hello? I cannot hear you. Uh, Try the other mic. We are doing this live, if you couldn't tell. Um, yeah, that was strange. I don't know. Oh. Hello? Yeah, you are. Yeah. Hey. Hi, Halifax. All right, let's... He actually hasn't been talking to himself this whole time. Don't worry, I'm actually here. Yes. I'm not imagining things. <laughs> well, sometimes I am, but that's beside the point. Um, so, yes, what does the Yarn Barn mean to you? A place where dreams can come true? A place where I can do anything? I'm not sure. I'm scared. Please stop. Or one of us. One of us. Definitely one of the last two. <laughs> My answer was, I'm scared. Please stop. Yeah, that's what I'm leaning towards, too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you can go over to lowbiasgaming.net and uh, make your voice heard, I guess. Um, plenty of other stuff, but the song is running out, so I think we have to go to some music. Let's do it. All right, you're listening to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU, 88.1 FM Halifax.
You're listening to CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax and Square Wave Symphony. That was uh, the title, the title theme, by Akiyoshi Nagao from today's game from the archives. Oh my goodness! I haven't brought it up yet. There we go. Um, a fast-paced puzzler that is impossible to put down. Trapped, the call is heard in the hills and valleys throughout Dreamland. The people of the country hold their breath in wonder. The first annual Dreamland's Ghost Trap competition has begun, or avalanche if you're in North America. It's up to you to blast Kirby's adversaries in the most thunderous puzzler around. Strategically stack the color-coded blobs and watch them blend together. A colossal explosion will cause a massive bombardment of ghosts, or boulders, to cascade upon your opponent. Apparently this is the... European back of box. Rise above these grizzled veterans and claim the prize Dream Fountain Cup. Help Kirby bury his opponents in a landslide victory. And this is Kirby's Avalanche or Ghost Trap, depending on where you are. It's a puzzle game for the Super Nintendo, developed by Compile, published by Nintendo, and released in 1995. It is uh, basically an American port of Super Puyo Puyo. I was gonna say, it sounds pretty similar. Yeah, it's um, that and. Um, Dr. Robotnik's be- uh, Mean Bean Machine okay. are basically what brought Puyo into North America and Europe. Um, and yeah, I did play it for the uh, Kirby's All-Star Legends series. Uh, one video, it's a bit of a long video, but uh, might be fun to watch. What do you think? Yeah, I'd give it a go. All right.
That was Murakata Toji with Hi There, featuring Hatsune Miku, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. And speaking of weird, it is time for, can you guess... What's weird? It is something weird. It is the news of the weird. I knew that. Sure you did. It has been a while since you've been on the <laughs> show, so I'll forgive you for that. Don't leave me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so as usual, I do not read these stories ahead of time, but they have been scanned for objectionable content. Uh, this segment is about 13, 15 minutes long, although it's, it tends to be a little longer when K-Trip is around. So take that as you will. <laughs> and they did it again. Uh-oh. Um, they have posted their new stories for the week, but they have done so in a time between me leaving my apartment and getting to the to the station, so I haven't been able to scan them. Oh, no. So we're going to be doing last, last week's, week's stories. Yes. I won't tell anyone. <laughs> well, we've, all, we've just told everyone. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> just lie. Well, it's too late. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> Here's our lead story, Redneck Chronicles. Uh, I loved them. <laughs> Lin- and Belinda Fry Tony, 44, of Oak Hill, West Virginia, was charged with wanton ind- endangerment on August 22nd for brandishing a pistol in the parking lot of the New Life Apost- uh, Apostolic Church on May 11th. It seems Melinda, wife of Pastor Earl Tony and Lori Haywood, 29, wife of youth Pastor David Haywood, had an ongoing conflict, according to a police spokeswoman. Fayette County Sheriff's Detective Kevin Willis told the Register Herald of Beckley, uh, West Virginia, that the straw hat, uh, the, sorry, the straw that broke the camel's back, I am not here today. You got this, I believe in you. <laughs> anyway, the straw was an argument over a t-shirt Lori Haywood wore to a church event. The two couples met at the church that day to try to hash out the wives' differences, but said Willis, It just made it worse, I think. Melinda Tony left the meeting and went to her car where she retrieved her firearm. When Pastor Earl moved to stop his wife, the gun discharged. Um, Det, I think that might be, that might be supposed to be deputy. I don't know. Willis confirmed that Melinda Tony had a concealed weapon permit. Who'd she shoot? Doesn't say. I don't know. Did she shoot her husband? Can't leave us in a cliffhanger like that. I mean, I'm hoping that the only thing that got shot is the t-shirt. Yeah, I mean, it was a discharge. I never said where it went, I guess. There was a discharge. Apparently no one got hurt. Because that would probably show up in the story. It wasn't a very good discharge, then. Just saying. <laughs> Serving the public. <laughs> the Sharonville, Ohio Police Department found a way to turn a resident's misconceptions about, about marijuana laws in Hamilton, Hamilton County into a teaching moment on September 3rd. The department posted on its Facebook page a recording of a call received on August 25th from, quote, Mr. Marilyn Manson who complained that, quote, two Sharonville cops stole my <clears throat> weed last night. The, the angry man insisted that anything under 100 grams is cool, right? But was, in fact, wrong. 
It is legal to possess up to 100 grams of marijuana in the city of Cincinnati, but that law does not cover the entire county, including Sharonville. The officers who confiscated the weed were arresting the man's wife, whom he identified as uh, Marilyn Manson during the call, um, when they found the contraband in her purse. In a second to call to a second call to police, there we go. The caller, the caller also complained that the officers had taken his carryout order from Red Lobster. It was a fresh meal of Cajun <clears throat> pasta. He ranted. Fox 19 reported that a police supervisor later met with the man to clarify the laws about marijuana and explain what had happened to his dinner. His dinner, his weed, and his wife, Marilyn Manson? <laughs> his wife, Marilyn Manson, I apparently. was like, alright, this yeah. guy's he's got a special life going on there. I want to be him someday. <laughs> well, yeah, at the very least, if you if you did decide to be him, you wouldn't have to worry so much about the marijuana. Yeah, at least not up here. We're good up here. Yes. Repeat offender. Police in Wilton, Connecticut told WVIT they scored a twofer on September 7th. Lots of police stories today. Yeah. Uh, thanks to 64-year-old Ellen Needleman O'Neill. Uh, the woman was arrested that afternoon after a caller alerted police of a driver who hit a parked car in a parking lot. Officers Always impressive. Yeah, I know, right? Officers conducted field sobriety tests, which they said Needleman O'Neill failed. And she was charged with operating a motor vehicle while under the influence of alcohol and or drugs, along with possession of a controlled substance for the Tylenol 3 found her in her bag. Police released her, but hours later she was seen driving away from a liquor store in her car. Officers stopped her again and found her to be still under the influence, they said. Police also said that uh, police also said they learned Needleman O'Neill didn't have a valid driver's license, hadn't registered her vehicle, and had lost her right to drive after her first offense earlier in the day. She was charged with additional crimes and is scheduled for two court appearances on September 17th. Twice in one day. Twice in one day. I mean, that's really special. It's that town little tree, man. That stuff has coating in it. When I broke my leg, that's what they gave me. It's some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's. Not, not necessarily a good idea to operate any sort of heavy machinery. Oh, no. They tell you that straight away. <laughs> there she was in a car twice. So if we didn't have enough police reports... Here's another one. Our next story, yeah. police report. <laughs> I think they're just lampshading at this point. A Texas motorcyclist with the memorable nickname Baby Jesus... <laughs> All right. Good start. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Taunted Blue Mound police on August 10th as they tried to pull him over. Police posted dash cam video of Jesus of Jesus rather Sebastian Gomez doing wheelies and standing on his motorcycle while weaving in and out of traffic, eventually getting away from officers. Fox News reported that witnesses uh, witnesses viewing the video helped identify the rider and police issued a statement urging Gomez to turn himself in. You need to come speak with us regarding this incident, or we can come to you. We could we could have a come to baby Jesus meeting. They offered. Cute. Gomez surrendered uh, to the Tarrant County Sheriff's Office on September fourth and was charged with evading arrest. I want to. I want to have the power there to get Jesus to come to me. Like that's <laughs> that's impressive. I've been trying for a long time now. <laughs> well. 
sometimes <laughs> you just need to be in the right place at the right time. That's on that one winning lottery ticket, Jesus. Come on. Hook <laughs> a brother up. Indeed. So what's in the name? Do you know? No. Hmm. Well, let's see. We'll find out. Uh, Representative Raul Ruiz, 47th, a California Democrat representing the 36th Congressional District, may face an unusual opponent in the November 2020 election. GOP candidate Raul Ruiz, 57, a construction contractor. I want to give the citizens another option, Challenger Ruiz told Politico. I'll say this. I had the name first. I want to see that ballot box. Is it Raul Ruiz or Raul Ruiz? Which one do you pick? <laughs> I I definitely hope that there is a way to um, identify which is which. Exactly. Properly. Because if you go in there just thinking, oh, that's who I'm going to vote for, you click the first one, and then whoever the first one is is going to be probably the winner. There you go. It's it's like in the uh, the podcast Corpline, where people voted for a train, and then a train just uh, ended up being Alderman. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go check out that podcast. It's been happening it more often than not, no? It's either like a train or a cat or cat for mirror. Lots of different <laughs> places have different ones. Exactly. But yeah, um, Corpline, fun podcast by Loading Ready Run. Go check it out. Our least competent criminal for the week. Ooh. <laughs> Gary Lamb, 54, made the job of Toronto Police Service easier on August 23rd when he allegedly made a photocopy of his face during a break-in at a commercial property there. Police said the suspect, quote, ate some food items and created the picture of his face, which he left behind. Fox News reported that police eventually arrested Lamb, who uh, was already in custody for an unrelated incident, and charged him with breaking and entering and failing to comply with probation. He, he knew that was coming, so he just had some fun with it. <laughs> Apparently so. I mean, it's what it's one thing to be out on the lamb, um, Gary Lamb. <laughs> I mean, they found him already in custody. So, hey, here here's something that has, as far as I know, never come up before. Most competent criminal. That's okay. I'm interested. Yeah, Yusuke Taniguchi, 34, a shopping mall uh, shopping mall clerk in Kodo City, Japan was arrested earlier this year for using his superpower, a photographic memory, for apparent evil. According to police, Taniguchi was able to memorize more than 1,300 numbers from credit cards as people used them at his shop register, Sword News reported. He admitted to uh, investigators that he would remember their, the name, card number, expiration date, and security code, then write the information down as the customer walked away, later using the accounts to make online purchases purchases of items he would then sell. Police, who tracked him to his address by using orders for two expensive handbags, found a notebook with hundreds of accounts listed. That's an impressive superpower, but... I mean, he still got caught, so even if you're as competent as you think you are, eventually they'll, they'll catch up to you. Exactly. It's like, it's like I always say, if you're gonna do something bad, do something well, but just don't do something bad to begin with. Yeah, I mean, he could definitely use that photographic manual for way better things. Yes, indeed. All right. Our next two stories, Weird Science. And I don't think it's about the movie. <laughs> I like chemistry. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. In the southern Indian state of Andhra Pradesh, a 74-year-old... Oh, boy. 
Uh, Good luck. <laughs> Mangayama Yaramadi. Nailed it. There we go. Gave birth to twin girls on September 5th. Yaramadi and her 82-year-old husband. Oh. Yeah. 74-year-old giving birth. It's rare times. Uh, had wanted children for years, but they had been unable to conceive. We tried many times and saw numerous doctors, Yaramadi said. So this is the happiest day of my life. The, the, Washington, the Washington Post reported that Yaramadi had already gone through menopause, so a donor's egg was fertilized with her husband's sperm, then implanted in her uterus. Her, her doctors, who claim she is the oldest person in the world to give birth, delivered the twins via cesarean section. Yeah, it's no surprise it was a cesarean section. Yeah. But, um... That's still pretty impressive, though, at her age, 74. I mean, it obviously wasn't completely natural, but still. Yeah. We need to get Guinness in on this. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure she's going to be on it. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. And our second weird sign story, re residents... Uh, residents of Kaysville, Utah, have reported two incidents when a drone has approached them, identified themselves as belonging to the Kaysville Police Department, and issued directions to them. On September 8th, a drone told people walking on the, camp the campus of Davis Technical College to evacuate, although it didn't specify why. Earlier, a, cu a couple walking their dog were followed by a drone that told, him that told them to take their dog inside, Kaysville Police Officer Alex Benson told Fox 13. Uh, Benson said that even if the department owned a drone, which it doesn't, it wouldn't use it to issue evacuations or make commands. She also warned that impersonating the police is a crime. Skynet. It's definitely Skynet. It has Skynet written all over it. <laughs> it's, I mean, it has to start somehow, right? <laughs> yeah, one drone. That's where it is. The one drone is, you know, gain sentience, and this is where we're doomed now. All the drones are going to come at us. I saw Spider-Man. Drones can do damage. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's no telling what technology is going to bring next. It's true. Yeah. Our next story. Wait, what? <laughs> uh oh, you're surprised. Well, even this, our, <laughs> even this title is surprised. So. Everyone's surprised. And it's something about Barbie. So let's see what it is. New for 2019, Mattel is releasing a Dia, uh, Dia de los Muertos Barbie. Okay. That's right, Day of the Dead Barbie, celebrating the traditional Mexican holiday honoring ancestors. She arrives wearing a full-length embroidered dress and traditional skull-like face painting representing the dead. Dia de los Muertos is celebrated from October 31st through November 2nd, and the doll's designer told ABC7 that he, he wants to expand awareness about the holiday. I don't know if that's the right way to go around doing it, though. Yeah, because you know Barbie's a USA made company, right? So yeah, and they they tend to convey negative stereotypes a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, have you seen their president? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The continuing crisis, ladies and gentlemen. The SC Club, a nightclub in in uh, Nantes, France, is celebrating its fifth anniversary with a new attraction: robot pole dancers. I was more thinking Futurama, <laughs> but you know, either way. The boss will wear high heels and sport a CCTV camera for a head, along with mannequin parts overlaid on their robot bodies, reported Skynet News on se uh, Sky News. <laughs> Sky News. <laughs> I believe you. Subliminal messaging, it worked. 
Sky News reported on September 1st. The camera, the camera slash head is designed to, quote, play with the notion of voyeurism, des designer Giles Walker explained. Club owner uh, Laurent Rue assured patrons the robots won't replace his 10 human dancers. Voyeurism. I've never, you know, felt attracted to a robot before, but... <laughs> I'm sure people out there are, and whoever knows, you know, teach their own. More, more power to you. I mean, there's, there's the thing about voyeurism, usually it's not about the other ones looking at you. It's true. But um, that's probably a discussion for another time slot. A whole different show there. Yes. <laughs> Our last story for today, Bright Idea. The town of Porthcawl, Wales is fighting back against the misuse of its public toilets by installing high-tech loos with, with water jets that will spray users who are smoking or taking drugs or having sex. Sky News reported on August 17th that the new stalls will have weight-sensitive floors to make sure only one person is using the facilities at a time and the walls will be graffiti-resistant. There will also be a time limit to discourage overnight campers. Weight-sensitive floors. Apparently. I see fat shaming all over this. You go in there over a certain weight, you're going to get sprayed on, and you're not even in there with somebody else. You just wanted to use the bathroom. I mean, at least you have a bidet. I guess. Unless the spraying is happening from <laughs> up above somewhere. I, they, I mean, they can't have a camera in there, so I can understand where they're going with it, but weight-sensitive. I mean, come on, there's a lot of big people out there. Yeah. Unless they have some way to, like, tell how many feet are on there too like if they can only sense two then that's all right but if they can sense more then okay yeah then there's probably an issue there <laughs> so yeah that was our last story for today so now it's time for the weather it is currently 23 degrees here in halifax yeah. lovely day <laughs> warm i mean we're probably not gonna get another day like this this year so uh, it's supposed to be like this all weekend actually well, it's still the highest temperature listed in anyway, but there is a humidex of 24, so it's, I guess it's a bit high. It's high. Personally, I, I would love it to be 22 in the day, 15 at night every day, but that's just me. Anyway, it is 23 <laughs> degrees here in Halifax and mainly sunny, uh, becoming partly cloudy near midnight, wind becoming northwest 20 kilometers after midnight and a low of 13 degrees. Saturday, September 21st, a mix of sun and cloud becoming sunny in the morning, wind northwest 20 kilometers becoming light in the afternoon with a high of 21, UV index of 5 or moderate, and at night a few clouds with a low of 12, except 8 in low-lying areas. Sunday, September 22nd, sunny skies and a high of 22 going down to a low of 15 and clear skies at night. Monday, September 23rd, sunny skies and a high of 23 going down to a low of 17 and cloudy periods at night. Uh, Tuesday, September 24th, 6% chance of showers all day with a high of 19 and a low of 12. Uh, Wednesday, September 25th, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 17 going down to a low of 10 and cloudy periods at night. And Thursday, September 26th, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 19 degrees. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU, 88.1 FM Halifax, and let's get some music going, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it.
That was uh, Kyutatsuki with Virtual Girl in a pseudo chiptune sound wave. And you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU, 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for chiptunes, video games, and all things weird and geeky. I'm Coolio, if you don't know this. K-Trip. Over there. K-Trip and Coolio is the (laughs) K-Team. Indeed. And uh, since I have uh, K-Trip along again, um, I decided to actually make a proper segment that is not interviews like it was last time. Uh, This is the dialogue box. He likes me. He really likes me. I do. (laughs) And I hope that our (laughs) listeners do too. I mean, you are a fun guest to have. Thank you. Yeah. You'll make me blush. They can't (laughs) see that, but you know, it's all right. (laughs) So yes, the dialogue box is mostly just, you know, hanging out and talking about what's going on. And uh, what's going on right now is the whole Area 51 thing. Yeah. I guess there are people there. They, they showed up. Oh. I don't know how many people showed up. I haven't been following it too closely, but there's definitely some people there. They did show up, and I think um, most of most of the plans, at least, to actually storm Area 51 have been converted to alien stock. Yeah, it's just like a party now, it seems. Uh, yeah, in, in the general vicinity yeah. of Area 51, but not so close as to get arrested. Which a couple of people did. Yeah, two days earlier, like two days ago, two people got arrested because they wanted to see the area that storming would happen. So they ignored all the signs and just went in anyways. Yeah. And they got arrested and fined, I believe, like $1,000 or something. And they were like, I'm sorry. Uh, 2000 each, actually. So, yeah. So, yeah. And the worst part is, like, they they did that before heading back to their home in, in the Netherlands. So... <laughs> Just, just, just a heads up. If you're about, if you're not from whatever country you're in, and you have this idea, you probably don't want to do it because you want to actually head back to your country at some point. If you can read English and it says no trespassing, you should probably not trespass. Yeah, and even if you can't read English, you can probably make out the sign with big red letters. <laughs> They're usually and pretty uh, bright and vibrant, like. Stay away! Yes. So yeah, um, alien stock. So what's uh, what's up with that? Um, I know there was like a live tracker earlier. I was looking at. So yeah, I think it started pretty much last night, more or less. And yeah. also, and also, there was a news story where someone did a Naruto run through <laughs> someone else's um, news coverage. Well, that's what they that's where the whole thing started, so that's what they wanted to do. They got their Naruto run in there, at least it got some sort of notoriety or there's good uh, Alright. So that's uh that's as far as Area fifty one. I haven't really super looked into it, so um, Yeah, I'm sure we'll be hearing more of it as the day progresses and Oh yeah. May maybe some very drunk people are going to get the idea to actually try to storm area 51 and then they'll realize there's like only five of them and they'll all get caught yeah i mean even if it's nighttime <laughs> they have infrared they have heat sensing it's a military base everyone i mean they they're really well prepared for any kind of battle you want to come at them with especially the naruto run like i mean as much as it's really cool in anime it's not going to do you much good in real life exactly 
I mean, if if you're um, I mean, unless you're a Kitsune in real life, then you might have some sort of chance. Yeah, or if you do like the Shadokage no Bunshin and like actually split yourself into like a thousand people at one time, that'd be cool, and that <laughs> might actually scare them. Yes, but I don't think you can. Or if you can, please teach me. <laughs> yeah, I. Hmm. What would it take for that exactly? A lot of mirrors. I mean that that's definitely one way to do it, but um, if cloning it wouldn't take very long to to figure out that it's mirrors. Um. Anyway. <laughs> uh. So what else is going on? Uh, there's also the uh, the new uh, Link's Awakening. Yeah. Um. I haven't seen a whole lot of that either, other than what was in Nintendo Direct. Yeah. But um, apparently I've seen a, a review that uh, the new chamber dungeon feature that allows you to create your own dungeon and that I kind of got excited for when I was doing my little Nintendo Direct bit. Apparently it sucks. I find that dungeon makers and games like that can either be hit or miss. And I think most of them have been more missed than hit, unfortunately. I don't know why they can't quite get the formula right. Or maybe it's just because... We're not very good at making dungeons? I don't know. I have no idea, but I mean it's it's sorta of like um like Super Mario Maker. Yeah, that one was fairly decent, I think, because some people made some pretty cool Mario games there. Yeah. I mean there there's a lot of people getting excited about that. Uh there's a lot of people getting excited about Mega Maker, which I, that's uh, an independent project it's not actually by capcom but you know still i think there's an rpg maker in there somewhere i think that's a sony one or I mean, on the ps4 so well rpg maker has been around for a very long time okay it's, it's uh it started on windows i think there's actually a uh there's actually a super nintendo port of a very early version of it okay um but yeah a lot of interesting things that people are making with RPG Maker 2 that are not necessarily RPGs. <laughs> like, for instance, uh, Jade Farrow right now is Let's Playing Your Turn to Die. Oh. Um, have you heard of that game? No. No. <laughs> uh, Your Turn to Die, uh, subtitled Death Game by Majority, uh, is sort of... Um, I hesitate to say a Danganronpa-like. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah... Uh, same basic idea a bunch of people um that are stuck in a living space with a certain challenge yeah. and people are gonna die it's uh basically just less violent <laughs> but yeah um ju that's just one example of you of what people are making with rpg maker there's also uh jimmy and the pulsating mass which is an RPG, is very in-depth. Okay. It's very deep story plot, which the, um, I guess, quote-unquote back of the box, which is as much as the, um, the Steam description says, is one day Jimmy looked inside. Pandora's box. <laughs> Not so much Pandora's box. It's made pretty clear early in the game that he's in a dream oh okay um and there's something that's taking over the dream called the pulsating mass it's an interesting title but um it goes a lot deeper than that and i don't really go the I mass does was that the mass does well the story in general oh. the, the mass yes but the story too just but, the pulsating part threw me off <laughs> 
but yeah um it's very deep story and i don't want to say too much about it because it's very easy to spoil some parts of it fair um we're not spoilers here at least we try not to be exactly but um it was one of the lps that i featured at the beginning of the year uh that uh grimith has done um are you familiar with him i keep sounding surprised but no (laughs) (laughs) you sounded really good like grimith okay yes uh yeah grimith um has been a let's player for a long time kind of a sardonic sense of humor um but he did take the game very seriously and as one um, should yeah and it's it's a really it's a really good watch it's a very long watch it's 101 episodes uh maybe maybe a couple of more too but um it's worth watching if you have the time to spend on it (laughs) i don't know anime takes a bunch of my time and there's a lot of ones out there so so what are you watching uh right now the new don machi or is it wrong to give that or was was it called the english version wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon oh yes i've heard of it i haven't watched it yet yeah it's like on this technically it's third season second really because there was like a different season with a different storyline but involving different characters in the same setting but hmm. yeah that one uh fire force is pretty good seems to be from the same makers that made uh soul eater okay so it has a lot of the same character design right on i i don't follow as much anime as i really should <laughs> honestly um I would definitely like to have a Crunchyroll subscription, but um, I'm still unemployed. So, if there's an employer out there, I'm available. He I'm is. a programmer. <laughs> um, Square Sim at lowbiasgaming.net. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what else is going on here? I'm looking back at the. Oh yeah, since since we were talking about. You, you said season three, and that kind of reminded me of um, season three entertainment. Okay. Who are currently planning to do a season three animation for Sonic the Hedgehog. Ah, for yeah. the movie? No, no, the, the original uh, cartoon series. Oh. Not, not, the, uh, not the, like, <laughs> daily one, but the Saturday morning one. I don't know if I remember that one. I know I watched quite a few of them, but... Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. That one? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, and that that's uh, something that I'm definitely looking forward to seeing if uh, if like what's gonna come of that because it seems to be like a lot of people who are very passionate about the show for one thing they started uh, fans for Saturday morning uh, or fans something Saturday morning I forget the F U S is what they're called anyway. Um, that was back in 2000 okay so quite some time ago and uh so yeah a bunch of people got together they're currently doing a um a fan comic of sonic using those characters and they want to do a proper you know season three for the show i support this yeah they they apparently have enlisted the help of the original composer for for that show it's always nice you can get the originals back yeah, well, I don't think they're gonna get any of the original voices. Like they, they got people that sound like Jaleel White and Kat Susie, but are not those people. Fair. What I would really like to hear, um, if uh, if they could possibly manage it, which I don't see this happening, but what I, what I would like to hear is Crush Forty doing the theme. Think they could? 
I mean, I, I don't know if they would be allowed to <laughs> under their contract with Sega. Fair. Contracts are pretty binding, unfortunately, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some loophole whereby they could kind of potentially do it, especially seeing as it's a, um, it's a non-profit project. Okay, yeah. But Usually um, those things are pretty okay. Yeah, it it's not really hurting their bottom line Which so much. Which is the main issue usually when contracts are put in yeah. place that so they don't lose money or the rights to anything. So Yeah, exactly. Like, right now I think that their main TV competition is Sonic Boom. Which is a completely different kind of show for one thing and for another thing is really not great. You heard it here, folks. We <laughs> keep it truth. I mean, admittedly, I've only seen a couple of episodes. That's all you need. But, it, yeah, it didn't really... It, it felt like they were just kind of making fun of the whole thing. Like, no one was taking anything seriously. Which can be good sometimes, but depending on what it's used for, can just yeah. completely take away the whole basis of the story, and that's usually where it falters. And I mean... In a way, they're kind of doing the same thing that the the so the uh, Sonic uh, weekday show was doing, like that was running at around the same time. It was also by Deke apparently, but uh, was a much different style. Um, but that one was a lot less serious, um, and at the time, it kind of worked. It still wasn't as good as the Saturday morning series, but. It was, uh, it was alright. It was also Sonic Says at, at the end because every cartoon show had to have, like, a morals bit to it or something. Yep. <laughs> it's like the Wheel of Morality. <laughs> it's the world we live in. Wheel of Morality. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. That's so cool. <laughs> I didn't come up with it. <laughs> oh. That was Animaniacs. Still cool. That was Animaniacs, though. You're not familiar with Animaniacs? This this rings a bell. I'm yeah. not getting pictures of it in my head right now, but it, it does sound familiar. Yeah, it's a um, very goofy show. And they, they had something that kind of resembled a lesson at the end. But wasn't really. <laughs> Alright, um, what else we got going on? Um... You tell me. I mean, <laughs> you got your Switch sitting over there. Isn't a new one coming out soon? I mean, we we did gaming uh, gaming next month. Uh, well, actually, gaming next month is coming up next uh, week. Oh, there you go. Save that for that one. But let's uh, let's go see it. Check out the list for September here and see what's going on. But if it will scroll down without <laughs> popping back up. <laughs> Well, it's coming up for the rest of the month. Um, it is the 20th. What is Cat Quest? No idea. For that matter, what is Cat Quest 2? The sequel. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it's a uh, top-down cat RPG. Okay. Do you play as a cat? Like it's actually like a four-legged cat or is a two-legged cat? You go with a sword and kind of swashbuckle. Looking at pictures, it seems to be a two-legged cat. Yep. A party of cats, I guess. Um, the Lupus Empire. So, I guess 
they're fighting wolves. <laughs> There's really not much. Or the disease, one of the two. <laughs> or the disease. There's really not much information in text here. There's a trailer here, but obviously you can't really play that because you can't see it. But um, also, I've heard some things about Untitled Goose Game. I like Goose. Such hang. weird games that are coming out. <laughs> and the developer's name is House House. House House. It's like that uh, Raul Ruiz. Raul Ruiz. Exactly. But um, yeah, Untitled Goose Game. The joys of goosing around. Um, I don't know what this is. All I know is that it looks vaguely similar to um, Donut County? Have you seen that game? No. Do you play as a donut? Uh, no, you play as kind of a hole in the ground, and you're sucking up things to become a larger hole. It's sort of like Katamari in that one. Oh, okay. But the art style is very reminiscent of that, so I don't know if House House was the people who made Donut County, but it um, seems pretty similar. Um, so, yeah. And um, well, it's, it's coming out. Another Mario Kart game, Mario Kart Tour. They don't have enough of them. Yeah, but that this is this one is for mobile, so you can bet it's going to be uh, free to play as heck. <laughs> it's going to have an energy system because everything that even the new free to play Kirby game has an energy system, which is just sad. Um, so yeah, that's coming out uh, a couple of days from now, on the twenty fifth. A few more games, but um, yeah, for more game releases, you can tune in next week where I'll be doing gaming next month for the month of October. Uh, so yeah, that's about the time that we got. Uh, anything you want to say to finish off? I love you guys! <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so uh, let's get some more music. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax.
and that was Nags. So with so um with so that's my story. Thank you, Nags. Indeed, and thank you to everyone whose music was featured here. Lots of really great music oh, yeah. this week on uh, on the airwaves, but uh, unfortunately, we're out of time. There's only so much you can do in an hour. Yeah. Gotta make it longer next time. And apparently you're on the radio too. Well, not this radio station, but another one. Uh, yeah, CCKC, 88.9 The Platypus over at NSCC. It's a community college campus, so. Yeah. So only, you can only hear us online at uh, NSCC slash CCKC if you want to tune in. We're usually on there either in the morning or afternoon. I'll be on there next week from uh, 2 to 6, so an afternoon drive if you want to tune in. Much better than the uh, 6 a.m. to 10 that you've been telling uh, me. Oh, yeah, that was brutal. I've been getting up at 4 o'clock all week. Yeah, that I don't know that I could survive that for very long. <laughs> no, I did it for four days. Thankfully, I got, I got the day off, so I was able to sleep last night. And all right. I still woke up at 4 o'clock, I think, just because <laughs> of my body was starting to adjust to it. And now it has to adjust to something else. Yeah, so it goes. All right, well, you heard it from from, uh, from K-Trip, and um, now you're hearing it from me, because I got to do the credits. Square Wave Symphony is based on the format of the Electric Left Orvis podcast by Jason Parton of Low Bias Gaming, lowbiasgaming.net. News of the Weirdos is written by the editors at Andrews McNeil Syndication, newsoftheweird.com. Segment music composed by myself, Madame Namiki, Noriyuki Kimikura, Twilight of Defect, Yakov Viltanen, and Commissar. Stay tuned for The Astrology Show coming up next on CKDU, followed by The Witching Hour at 7pm and The Vinyl Factory at 8.30. Comments, questions, want your chiptunes featured on the show? Email me at squaresim at lowbiasgaming.net or get in touch on Twitter at squaresim, S-Y-M. You can also call the CKDU feedback line at 902-494-8041. There's also a podcast version of the show. It's available on lowbiasgaming.net slash squaresim or just search for a square wave, square wave symphony. Square wave is a one word on, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or TuneIn Radio or whatever podcast method you prefer. This has been Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. I'm Coolier, if you don't know, along with... K-Trip, thanks for having me. No worries, and I'll see you guys next time. Yeah.